Redneck is gone and the other two assholes haven't returned, we can have a party. A video nasty, 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 a video nasty. Welcome to It's a Nasty World. I am Ashley McNasty. And I am Elmo415 here on It's a Nasty World. This is the podcast all about censored cinema and the video nasties. And so, uh, let's see, actually, this episode, uh, don't really need much of a content warning, other than the typical, uh, yeah, there's gonna be some blood, some murder, and, uh... Um, PCP use. One of the movies is basically, uh, almost like a 1980s Reagan-era warning about the dangers of PCP, borderline <laughs> reefer madness. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 yeah, uh, well, yeah, one of these movies basically is... Yeah, this is reefer madness for PCP. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you really need to reefer madness PCP. I feel like a lot of people are kind of already scared of that drug. Like yeah, it's never been like, oh, there was a PCP craze that happened. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I, I used to do a lot of drugs, and I've never heard of anybody throwing a PCP party. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, so let's get into this proper. We watched two movies tonight. One was Prom Night uh, from 1980. The other was... Home Sweet Home, and I think it was from 1981. Yes, it was. So let's start off with Home Sweet Home because this is a Thanksgiving-themed horror film, but honestly, just barely. Yeah, the only thing Thanksgiving-related about this movie is that it takes place around the time, but it, it's not even... It's not even like a family gathering. It's literally I mean, a, a group of people I, gather with their friends. Like it doesn't I seem like the, a lot of immediate family. There. No, here's the. It, the I think within the fiction of the film, it is supposed to be a family gathering. It it does not feel that way. The, like the Thanksgiving vibes aren't there, and the this is like. The, the this is and the family vibes are not there either. It's just, this is just like oh, some people are getting together at like a a mission style ranch house in SoCal to have Thanksgiving. Because I figure if you're gonna do like a Thanksgiving themed film, it'll be much more like kind of Midwestern Norman Rockwell style shit. But this is like totally not those vibes. This was like, okay, listen, I know a place where we can do shooting for about a week out here. So uh, this is what we got. <laughs> yeah. In fact, if I didn't look at the Wikipedia and you hadn't told me that this was going to be a Thanksgiving themed horror movie, I probably would not have known from just watching the movie itself without any background information. That being said... Don't let our criticism right now deter you from checking this film out. Because uh, this is very entertaining. It starts off with a bang. Yes. So, I mean, it literally starts out with... It shows a guy sitting in a car and somebody comes up to him. And the guy's like, hey, you want a beer? And But the best... No, this guy's awesome. He's got like... 
It's like totally like early eighties like style to the max. He's got these sunglasses on, and it does not just hey you want a beer. It's like hey you want a beer, and then just immediately <laughs> gets like strangled and killed. Yeah, he rips him right out of the car and <laughs> and strangles him, and then shortly after he um he he injects PCP under his tongue like, and then. You see him driving and the credits are rolling and then immediately an old lady is crossing the street and he just mows her down and just, makes a crazy expression yeah, after he does it. Zeroes in and I'm like, oh, this bitch is going to die. Just, and <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah that's it's, it's all. And also, very important. The killer in this film, the PCP addicted mental patient escapee, who we never actually see escape from a mental asylum. They just... Do it over some radio dialogue. Yeah. Uh, uh, is extremely jacked. Like yeah. this guy is built like a brick shit house. It's yeah. I the creators of this movie were very misinformed on what drug addicts look like. You know, when I think <laughs> of when I think of a strung out drug addict on a killing spree, you know the. You see, like, really skinny, sunken eyes, yeah, you know, kind yeah. of malnourished from drug abuse. But, no, this guy is clearly I mean, hits the weights every thinking, single day. Like, Maybe steroids, but definitely not street drugs. No, like, I'm thinking more like Donnie Wahlberg in the beginning of The Sixth Sense. <laughs> that seems much... He's like, oh, no, 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 this dude is, like, strung out drug killer. This dude's more like... No, no, I expect him to go into roid rage, but not into PCP rage. Yeah. That being said, his interpretation of PCP rage, oh, chef's kiss, baby. Yeah. Oh, my God. It is, it's it's just, it's a treasure to watch. Yeah, and I put in my notes that I am begging Elijah Wood to remake this movie or uh, somehow because, I mean, Elijah Wood was also in the remake of Maniac, which is also another nasty grindhouse, uh, video nasty grindhouse movie. So, you know, I'm just saying, Elijah Wood, if you did Maniac, you you could do Home Sweet Home. Hey, dude, he also did, uh, was it, uh, I'm, not, I'm not okay to, what was that one? It's like... I'm not okay with this world anymore where he kind of plays like a trailer park ninja with uh, big old Coke bottle glasses and a rat tail. And it kind of has this kind of mystery, kind of grindhousey, kind of schlock uh, attitude oh. to it. And uh, what else? He also was a producer on Greasy Strangler. Yeah, so, Greasy Strangler, my you know favorite what? movie. The, honestly, I would be so down... For Elijah Wood, yeah, to, to, honestly, if you know this about him, and you know he has this strain within him, I could so see him remaking this movie. <laughs> yes, we beg you, Elijah Wood. Not that I actually think you'll take time to listen to oh, this no, podcast. Oh, no, 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 I, I expect that he's listening right now. I oh, mean, really? <laughs> oh, no, of course. Yeah, no, I, 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 he is definitely one of the ten listens on the past, on the last one. Oh, so, Yes. Well, thank you, Elijah Wood, for tuning in. <laughs> yeah, no, and like, take our advice, man, and and make sure to you know, you know, you just listen, right? Just send me a DM, and you know, you can, you know, you can send the check. You know, I can tell you where to send the check. All right. <laughs> so, and um, there's a very specific character that is kind of gonna be the central theme of the night. There this is, guy a, is the star a, of the film. This guy is a mime with a guitar who woos women with his guitar playing, miming, and magic tricks. 
He has got grip. This is g Easy's dad. I am convinced. He is going to steal your girlfriend. Oh, yeah, and not only... And to be fair, you were extremely prophetic with this. Because he basically does in the film. Yeah. It <laughs> I, I, I cannot stress to you. He is wearing the drip on this guy. He is wearing this awesome white t-shirt with these black chain like decals across the front of it. It's like it is early 80s like style like almost like like downtoned punk style to the max. It's like it's not like gross tattery punk style. It's more like oh no no just like tight shirt like tight black jeans like he's got a he's playing like a Gibson Les Paul uh has his face all white up mime style and he has a amplifier strapped to his back and he's just going around playing guitar licks annoying everyone who's trying to have sex at this very odd thanksgiving uh get together which the the rest yeah the rest of the family is is, is incredibly odd they have like a you know very oddly sexual kind of uh parental couple definitely these people were like you know summer love hippies who now 20 years later still are you know into it but you know clearly left the hippie lifestyle then you have like was it a couple of uh dweeby blonde aryan yuppies um yeah Yeah, they're the lamest characters and of course they last the longest of everyone in this film i will get into my theory on how this is just a complete uh, microcosm of the Reagan 80s and, and Reagan's society uh, after, you know, towards the end of this. So, and who else? Then there's a, a couple other people. There's, uh, it, it just, I don't know, there's a couple other strange people. There's like a Latina woman who you kind of sticks out because she's speaking a lot of Spanish and everyone else is very white. And I think she's the girlfriend of some guy who gets killed early on. I don't yeah. really know. The, the, the plot of this is loose shall we say yeah i it's hard to tell who's who and who's related to who and who isn't related they don't really do a whole lot of introduction but honestly don't let that deter you yeah this is vibes yes this is a a very vibes based film Uh, yes and one of the kills is amazing there's this (laughs) guy he has his car hood up because his car is not working he's you know he's checking the interior of the car and um, the PC and you see the, uh, the PCP drug addict guy hiding in the bushes with a knife. He's brandishing this knife. It's gleaming. It's sharp. He's slowly edging towards him. And you think he's going to stab him, but instead he just does a WWE body slam him (laughs) onto the car. He body slams the car hood. Like he jumps onto the car hood, body slamming it down, crushing the guy between the car hood and the engine. Just like you do not see this coming. Oh my we were laughing so fucking hard. Like, it's amazing. Like, it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, and... Um, oh, oh yeah. music to my ears, baby. Oh, uh, yeah. So much... I mean, I guess this is what... I haven't done PCP, but according to this movie, uh, PCP will make you do this. <laughs> I mean, I kind of want to try it now. <laughs> Instead of... Now Ashley McNasty just starts abusing PCP <laughs> because of this movie. Yeah, right. It's like, the movie, it said it would be different. <laughs> yeah, because... I was going to be a this... fucking Jack serial killer, but I'm just, like, my life is ruined now. 
I've just spent all my money on drugs and I'm homeless. I'm not a superhero or super villain like the way. And I'm sure you heard that siren. We are filming in, I mean, recording in San Francisco. <laughs> yes, we are. We're in a very crowded um, and busy intersection with uh, horrible acoustics that uh, bring everything straight up to my apartment. <laughs> yes. Thank you for still continuing to listen to this podcast. And hopefully you might hear uh, some crazy street noises from um, some very vocal people who live outside um you know it, it may or may not happen but uh yeah we'll, we'll just wait and see yeah so uh, going on there's there was another death that in my notes i was a little confused was it a strangling or a stabbing because the one of the errors of this movie is there is some like bad camera work so it's oh, yeah. hard to, there are scenes that it's like kind of hard to tell what's happening so yeah it, it's one of the killings i'm still kind of confused did he strangle her did he stab her yeah, i don't know like, because we should know that this film was a little bit different i mean it actually wasn't that hard to find it is hard to find this uh from basically legitimate sort like nowhere is like officially streaming this film uh, i think the only way you can really watch it is like officially is buying it on dvd not blu-ray dvd um and but it is on youtube distributed by 42nd street uh films or 42nd street cinema is that it yeah yeah i think there was the official like 42nd street cinema channel yeah found it on youtube so it's a relatively low transfer i mean it's watchable but i would say one thing so we weren't initially we weren't sure if some of these scenes were just like oh that like it just it just like the dark scenes are just fucked up because sometimes it happens with like digital transfers but then we realized like no 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 they just like didn't know how to shoot in the dark for this or just really didn't have the budget because this is a very low budget like a true grindhouse picture yeah this is official grindhouse it's 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 definitely essential grindhouse viewing i mean i mean the movie it, it starts off with you know PCP and strangling and running old ladies over like it's it's perfect grindhouse gleefully like, too yeah <laughs> you know any uh Quentin Tarantino nerds need to like watch this movie you know oh, totally yeah <laughs> now this is yeah it's like th- there is something pretty satisfying about this film it moves along at a pretty good clip too there there are some lulls and pacing here and there but honestly for all the lulls mm. there is the guitar mime. Guitar mime is just oh. an amazing, amazing human being. We love you, guitar mime. And because if he he does eventually end up like wooing uh, the Latina woman who is at the party, and she's like, you know what? I'm fucking into this guy. You know, yeah. it's like he's doing fucking magic tricks. He's like, he's got this like, he's got this guitar. He's having a fun time. You know what? Yeah, fuck this. I'm into it. I'm gonna join in. I mean. <laughs> Like, I'm about to add having sex with a guitar mime to my kinky bucket list, you know? I mean... Yeah, dude. why not? Why not? Yeah. Dude. I need guitar mime in like, my life. do that. I am, I am crushing on guitar mime. You know what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure we can make this happen. Yeah, guitar mime. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, we should definitely make this happen. Yeah. yeah. This, this, can, this can happen for you. I, I want this to happen for you. <laughs> I will... I will wing man slash woman for you um, to make this happen. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so, um, I know I could talk about how awesome <laughs> uh, yeah. Guitar Mime is the whole episode, but we can let's move back to our uh, our PCP killer, because 
Also, this movie, if you're a fan of wrestling, there's definitely... Some of his kills are very, seem like WWE influence style. Like, he does a lot of body slams, you know? Yeah, a lot of, like, yeah. lifting people up over his shoulder. Like, he lifts this woman yes, over the yeah. shoulder, slams, slams her on the car, then she bounces off the car, her head hits a rock, and she dies that way, you know? It's, oh, and also, that scene is very funny because he slant when he lifts her up and slams her over, It's a lot, a lot of it's just camera work, you know, like spinning the camera around and stuff like that. But... As she hits the ground, it is extremely clear it is a dummy and it is very, very funny. Because they <laughs> hover on her, the dummy's face for quite some time. I mean, it's a somewhat realistic dummy, but it is a dummy nevertheless. Yeah. And, oh god, yeah, the kills in this movie are so funny. It, it is very, it's it's so worth watching. <laughs> uh, I love the part where... The, the killer is going up to the, uh, is, um, he has, there's a scene where he has this, this girl hostage and he's got like a knife or something up to her neck and, um, and he's got this girl hostage and guitar mime is trying to negotiate with him to release the girls. Like, take me instead. He's like, I'll do anything for you. I'll play guitar for you. Like he is so confident in his guitar skills that he thinks he's going to stop this psycho killer maniac from his killing spree oh, yeah. with his guitar skills. Now that is confidence. No, seriously. Yeah. Guitar mime. He has absolutely no fucking fear. Like he just rushes head on into this, like horrific thing puts his life on the line um does not pay off unfortunately uh both of them get killed at least he goes out you know cool i mean he gets electrocuted to death but yeah he finds some old wiring and then kind of plugs the, finds some wires the killer and then plugs into his guitar and he gets electrocuted by his own guitar so at least he got kind of a cool looking death you know yeah no it was a cool death yeah, yeah. so it's okay if you're gonna go out at least look like cool yeah but, but r.i.p guitar mime yeah then we are just pretty much at that point left with this like dumb fucking yuppie family just like like you know, like mr I don't know, just like dumb polo shirt dad. Yeah, um, they're just boring. And, and dry spaghetti mom with her stupid fucking kid. And yeah, they're it just, so boring. Oh, they're so boring. I hate It's like, oh, really? She's the final girl? Oh, uh, this sucks. Uh, this fucking blows. It's just yeah. like, and so this is my theory about this, okay? So keep in mind, like many of the main characters of this, or, or the, not the main characters, but the characters in this are getting killed. All right, you have the sexually liberated parents, all right? Uh, you know, clearly, you know, people who, you know, like, smoked some weed during the summer of love and then decide, hey, let's just do this for the rest of our life and just keep this shit fresh, babe. And then, <laughs> all right, they get it. You have um, two, uh, two women partygoers who decide to go off you know, they're going to make a booze run. They're going to go get some wine, all right? And they get murdered by the killer on the way back. Uh, and, of course, because, no, these are liberated women going out to get their, you know, it's like they're, I mean, dressed to the nines. They're going out to get their get their drink on and just, like, do their own thing. It's like, you know what? We're doing this, all right? Boom. They get killed, all right? You have uh, the Latina woman and the free-spirited and artistic uh, guitar mime. Boom. Both dead, all right? And who are they dead by? They're dead by the hands of the face of the just say no, PCP-addled, uh, like war on drugs, public enemy number one, 
like insane man. And then who is left? Who is left to save? Oh, it is the blonde yuppie white family. And this is the this is the theory of Reagan's America at the time. This is the this is the horrific reflection this movie paints. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to point out is towards the end. Uh, the PCP, the the killer who's all high on PCP, gets a knife all the way through his back. It, he oh, seems right, yeah. not phased by it, and it seems to like like the cops shoot him several times, and then he actually opens up his eyes at no, the end like, of the movie. He gets movie. two now because this is keep in mind he gets stabbed. Most of the movie takes place at night. Uh, it's like the the final girl, the last woman, and her daughter basically hide out until morning. They finally get out of there. Of course, the killer gets back up. Ah, uh, whatever. And he's like, because he totally didn't bleed out during the night. And then the cops show up finally at the end <laughs> and just light this guy up so hard. And he takes two shotgun blasts like straight to the chest. Yeah, drugs and- aren't that strong <laughs> he would have already died from getting a giant butcher knife plunged all the way into his back and they made it seem like he was still able to like fight functionally i'd say okay it's like i mean it's very funny but at the same time <laughs> at the same time it's like okay listen this guy's supposed to be like an insane asylum escapee who's also a PCP addict. He's not fucking Michael Myers. Yeah, uh, he's, they, not, he's not. He's not fucking Jason here. Right? He, can't yeah. just, he can't just get up. He's just a guy. Yeah, this, <laughs> this seems like to be a movie that was made by people who never tried drugs and decided to imagine what drugs actually do to people. This may have been made by people who actually said no. No, this the was, people who actually listened to the slogans of the eighties. My feeling was it just like. Hey, I tried grass a few times. I know what drugs are like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, um... I mean, home sweet home, though, I gotta say, if you're in the mood for some schlock, you know, and uh, you don't kind of care about kind of a rather loosey-goosey, you know, kind of loosey-goosey plot, uh, yeah, go in for this, man. (laughs) Yeah, I would say this movie is an all-out good time. Uh, you don't go into it, you know, expecting, you know, I mean, if you're trying to watch something like The Godfather or The Shining, this isn't it, you know, this is, this is fun. This is a really fun movie and I highly t- recommend it. Well, you know what? I gotta say, you know what? Eat your heart out, fucking Bogart, because you know who's coming at, who's fucking coming for you? Fucking Guitar Mime. All right. I'm just saying Casablanca better fucking watch itself because uh, this is going to bump it off on the fucking uh, yeah. AFI's Top 100 list. <laughs> yes. Guitar Mime. Rest in peace, Guitar Mime. Yeah. We barely knew thee. We barely knew thee, but we love thee. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess let's get to the uh, next movie. Prom Night. Yeah. So, um, I, I guess before, before we move to Prom Night, I want to say that I... I haven't found any information to why either of these movies really made the video nasties list. And they were also on section three, which is kind of the lighter, more misdemeanor offense video nasties. That's right, because section, it's interesting, they they classified the video nasties basically into three sections. Uh, Section three uh, is, was the videos could be seized from... Uh, sellers and distributors, but 
typically prosecution would not be brought against them if they surrendered them. I think it was like the worst you like these movies you could get a fine for. It wasn't like it's, it's like, more like uh, the worst case think, scenario. I don't even know if they're trying to. I don't even think they're trying to find them. I think it was just we are seizing these and. That will be the end of it. We're not going to prosecute. It's like, listen, we're trying to do censorship, but we also can't be, we also can't look that evil. So this is what's happening. Yeah. I think I wanted to point that out because there's not going to be um, a lot of talks about the censorship or the backgrounds of these because movies it's just tonight. Like, I, I'd say that it's censored because general violence. Yeah. And it's general violence from a lower class, you know, a quote unquote kind of lower class film uh, that does not really have artistic pretensions behind it. Yeah, because I mean, neither of these movies, I saw anything that would cross the line, not even cross the line for the year it was released, you know? No, no, It's really. not like when you watch something like, I don't know, like the original Friday the 13th or Last House on the Left that were like, really pushing boundaries for the time like i don't yeah. think either of these movies push those kinds of yeah no buttons. no it's not really they're not doing anything particularly new uh i mean because even with like uh with prom night uh it's like which is uh stars jamie lee curtis uh it's it is kind of i mean it's not really it's kind of roughly kind of what they say it's kind of like a halloween meets carrie yeah kind of a lot vaguely. of the yeah. Just in, Carrie, in that it's set in high school. That, that's really the only Carrie. High school yeah. and there's a prom. That's kind of the only Carrie well, connection, the, though. There's a lot of there's a lot of the uh, you know the bullying and stuff. You know the yeah. kind of female bullying theme going on. But there's like the female bullying thing going on in prom night. But it's not like they're picking on like the weak kid. It's more like just catty popular girls being catty at each other. It's like yeah. that's that's more the vibes. But yeah, so it's. Yeah, and that one it's it's not particularly it, it's 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 not treading over new ground. It, it's just like the slasher genre at this point has kind of been established. It's like well, we have like you know, uh, was it Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Black Christmas, and I think was it uh, Friday the Thirteenth have all come out by this point. Yeah, so it's I like it's it like was... that's it's kind of become established at this point. So this is just kind of another uh, entry into the uh, canon. Yeah, it seemed seemed like in the early 80s, like, they had to have, like, a horror movie that was centered around every kind of holiday you can think of or anything you can celebrate. I think there was, like, New Year's Eve evil or something, and there was, like, April Fool's Day. Like, there was, there was a well, big... Well, there was the Mardi Gras Massacre. Mardi yeah. Gras Massacre, yeah. There's, it was a big time for making a celebration-themed horror. That was a big thing around the time, and... Home Sweet Home took place around Thanksgiving, so I guess, yeah. And this one is, well, it's quite literally in the title, Prom Night. Prom Night, another kind of celebration, kind of. You know, I think there was even, like, a one in the same era called, like, Happy Birthday to Me or something. Oh, no, there isn't. It's on the list. It, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, we'll cover that at some point. But, uh, but And I guess this, I would say this, before we totally get into the plot of this, which the plot is also, it's basically I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. Um, and by that, I mean... I know what you did last summer just kind of ripped off the big notes of this plot in that, you know, tragedy happens in the past. Someone figures, you know, someone knows about this. A group of people make a pact never to talk about it. Then vengeance is extracted upon them. You know, that's yeah. in, in terms of that. Oh, yeah. I know what you summer just completely ripped it off of this movie. <laughs> yeah, I really 
I really like the beginning scene of this movie. Um, so it starts out with some kids playing this really weird version of hide and seek where they keep screaming, the killers are coming, and they just like chase this girl and corner her, and then she accidentally falls out, out the window. It, but I mean, the performance of the child actors were really good, and that's actually um, very rare in cinema. Usually children are terrible at acting, so and it was actually a pretty good performance. Particularly in lower budget films, too. Oh, I yeah. Mean, not that this was like a super low budget film, but also it's like, I think at the time was that the budget was like $1.4 or something like that, which, $1980, so it's like, okay, it's a bit more, but it's it's not a high budget film, though. Yeah. Well, so, they came out with $14 million from $1 million, so they definitely, they definitely did some numbers in the box office. So. Oh yeah, yeah. No. I mean, you had I mean, you had two very uh two people very good act a very good actor, very good actress. We got Leslie Nielsen, we got yeah, Jamie Lee billing. Curtis, like that's good billing and you and know, I think be, that definitely helps the movie too. I mean, to be fair, this is very notable too in that this is uh this movie came out the same year as Airplane. Leslie Nielsen had not yet been established as a comedic actor yet. That would happen after Airplane actually came out. So, but before then, for most of his career, he'd actually been a dramatic actor. And so this is, you know, he's doing nothing funny in here. So you're just like waiting for him to like be a big fucking goofball every time he's on screen. But he's just like playing it straight the entire time. So it's, it's like, like, oh, oh yeah, I guess so. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, imagine like watching Prom Night like right after watching like one of the Naked Gun movies. Oh yeah, seriously. Like super goofy. Yeah. So but I think I think the main draw here is like it's Jamie Lee Curtis because it's like and. I mean, yeah, she's on top of her game in this. She really shows off her fucking dance moves in this, too. Oh, yeah, because she this, goes this, in. Because this is also another weird movie because the movie, it's very specifically set in 1980. It cannot be any other year because you have, like, some early 80s fashion starting to come in, but there's still tons of 70s backwash in this. Oh. And to the point where, like, their prom is it's like a disco prom and there's like there's disco music in this in this movie and it's like oh yeah that's right yeah disco did survive like a little bit into 1980 and then well, like no year after that well i want to point out that if the movie came out in 1980 obviously the movie was starting to be filmed during the 70s so it was being filmed in a time where well, disco was very much still alive. Well, it's, it's still one. Well, it could have been. I don't know exactly when this one came out. It could have been filmed in like uh, late '79, or it just could have been filmed through 1980, and it was just a short production. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Because you know, disco did survive a little bit into 1980, but it, it kind of died off pretty quickly thereafter. There was another character in this that um, that you really tuned oh in with. Oh my god! His, his nickname was Slick or something. Yeah, technically his, his I real call name... him Elvis, dude, because he kind of looks like a fat Elvis kind of guy. Yeah, because he's got the yeah. I think his real name is Seymour, but yeah, he, he does kind of have this. He he pulls up at first. You think, oh, this guy's a total fucking creep, because at this group of kids. So sorry, let's back up. Let's back up a little bit. This group of kids who accidentally kill one of their friends and make a secret pact never to talk about it again. I know um, what you did last summer. Yeah, basically doing that. So, it is six years later, they have grown up. 
into adults who are at high school is very notable. They make very little effort to make the make the main actors actually appear to be high school aged. They all look like straight up adults. Yeah, they even dress like it. In fact, especially Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis looks like she owns like a giant corporation. Like yeah, the way got, she like, dresses. Yeah, you know, she totally has eighties like. Like '80s power suit girl boss thing kind of going on. I mean, it's like it's not it's not quite like working girl or nine to five style, but it's like okay, you give it a few years and it'll be there. Yeah, you know? it looks like she's gonna have like dinner with Bill Gates tonight or something, yeah, or no, like some like rich aristocrats. You know, yeah, definitely that, no, that is totally the vibes. Yeah, but it was so not a high school girl vibe at all. No, it's it, which is I think it's it's very funny that they made that decision too. Like, no, we're not even gonna try. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so this one character, oh, I love this. So one of the one of the women, uh, it's a women, not girls, uh, because basically they're just like people in their late twenties, early thirties playing teenagers, uh, <laughs> as they classically do. Uh, you walking to school, and this guy in like a custom van just like pulls up next to her and basically starts spitting mad game. Now this guy, he's not like, he's not a conventionally attractive man. Um, he's like, he seems like he's kind of shorter, you know, he's got some weight on him, but, and he's wearing a white, he's wearing a white track suit. Uh, <laughs> he's wearing a white track suit. He kind of had like bigger Coke bottle glasses. You know, it's got a real dark hair. So I get the Elvis comparison there, but he just basically starts spinning mad game. He's just super charming and confident and basically just picks her up and then eventually ends up taking her to prom. Well, the reason, well, and this is not really the fault of the character or the writing itself, but I thought that the character was some old guy who was pulling up to high school girls to hit on them. So I was just kind of like, ew. And then I realized a little bit later into the movie, no, this guy is supposed to be a high schooler. And then I was like, oh, he's one of the fellow students. This he's is not... all the characters because they're all adults. Yeah, so, so that scene was very confusing to me because it had already been established that this girl walking was, um, was a high schooler and then somebody pulls up in this van and, you know, he kind of, he looks a lot older. So I was like, I literally thought I was like, oh, is this like one of those like... Is it Creepazoid? Yeah, yeah, one of those like weird guys in his like... But except that's like who hangs out with like fourteen year olds kind of guys. You at know? first it seems creepy, but that's like, oh wait, never mind. This is actually like a custom. Like the van's got like, it doesn't have like a wizard on the side or anything, but it's kind of got like the A team kind of custom like graphical paint job with like a you know kind of a racing stripe thing on the side. And eventually we see it on the inside, it's like, oh no, this is like custom upholstery. There's like you know carpeting on the walls and stuff, but it's like it's nice. It's like high quality. It's like, oh man, this is like a bitchin' party van. This guy just, like, has it. Like, oh, no. This guy seems creepy at first. It turns out he's actually super fucking cool. Like, later on in the film, it's revealed he's got, like, a book. You know, he's got one of those, like, false books that's, like, carved out in the center and just, like, full of fucking joints. So this guy's just got fucking weed up the wazoo. He, like, even though, like, he doesn't look... He's not a conventionally attractive man by any means and he's, like shooting you know he's punching way above his weight class in terms of he's just like picking up women who's like way out of his league and just because he just has this like confidence about him and charm about him that he won't be stopped and frankly this man's existence 
uh, Seymour, or Slick as he's called, uh, is an antithesis to the entire ideology of incels. <laughs> yeah. If he can do it, you can do it, baby. <laughs> so, yes. And uh, back to the movie itself. So, um, all the kids who were involved with the uh, the girl's death at the beginning of the movie start getting a bunch of creepy calls, you know, kind of the uh, I know what you did last summer kind of thing. And But they just chalk it up to um, some random creep making obscene phone calls, which was... A thing, you know, was a thing back then. Before the internet, basically. Before the internet, you know, guys would, creepy dudes would call up women and say obscene things on the phone. And, you know, so they, so the Philip Seymour Hoffman's character in the film, Happiness. Oh, yes. That's, that one is quite, that one's quite the watch. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's not on the list, but yeah, I'm just saying, holy shit, that movie would have been on the list if it came out in the 80s. Oh, yeah, that would have been banned for sure. <laughs> yeah, very... Ups- that may be, the, like, the most disturbing film I've ever seen. But, yeah. okay, enough of that. That is a uh, conversation for another time. Yeah, so... And eventually, so the the prom happens. You know, they, they all think that they're just getting prank called. But, of course, the killer is watching them. The killer does show up to the prom. And, um... Yeah, he uh, he symbolically slits one of the girl's throats with a piece of broken mirror, which at the beginning, I forgot to mention this at the beginning, that it ties into it that she she dies, from, the girl dies from the broken glass That's when right, she, she falls, falls out, out, the window, yeah. out the window and gets her neck cut. So symbolically, he the killer uses a piece of glass to slash her throat. So it's symbolic to how the girl died, the little girl died at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and uh, I just, I don't know, it's, and the, it's like the kind of the first half of the movie is basically just this interesting, well, um, I don't want to say interesting, but it's, you know, it's basically character setup. Then you kind of get the second half when they're actually at the prom. You get some payoff and some extensive dance scenes too. Yeah, so, there's I a mean, lot of disco. If you're into like late seventies, you know, like basically late, late, late seventies disco, uh, this film's gonna be the film for you. Yeah, and I think well, this wait, would be a like, really wait. cool. So, so at the prom. There was a sign that says "Welcome to Disco Madness," and if I was walking down the down down a neighborhood and I saw a sign that said "Disco Madness," I'd be like, "Let's go check this out. What is Disco Madness? That is a cool ass name." Yeah, sorry, Disco Madness, Madness in the year twenty twenty one. It's like, um, hello, what's uh, what's up? What's up with Disco Madness? <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, if someone, yeah free idea go and do it <laughs> go and do it because i don't have the money to open a club <laughs> yeah the um so slick unfortunately he dies uh r.i.p to slick also yeah oh actually this is pretty great uh i did notice in his death because eventually you know the killer you know opens up the back of the car after him and uh basically uh his you know prom date you are done having sex and you know slits her throat and kind of he tries to drive away the killer kind of is moving the steering wheel he ends up driving his van off the edge of a cliff and you know the killer gets out and i you can notice this the van explodes but it explodes before it actually hits anything (laughs) and it's very clear that oh shit the the charges for the explosives went off like just a second too soon and 
this is the only van we had this is like our budget isn't gonna allow for us to try this a second time and get another van to do this so uh this is the take we have and it's going in the film <laughs> yeah um a great a great kill in this movie was a decapitation with an axe and then the the head lands on the stage. Yeah, the head of, of the, the one of the bullies. Yeah, of the, of the unibrowed bully. Yeah, and it's on the stage, and one it thing flies that, off. Yeah, flies off from out of the stage and just lands right in the center. Yeah, because and I'm I I can't believe that the remake decided not to do that because honestly, like that was kind of seemed like kind of an iconic scene. I mean, you have the severed head sitting there and the glowing disco lights by it. I'm like, how do you miss an opportunity like that in I mean, a remake of this movie? It's a great, yeah. I mean, honestly, that was a great scene. That was, and, a, that was an awesome kill. Like, I'm surprised it's not referenced or talked about more. I mean, sidebar, sidebar for the uh, 2008 remake of this. Um, why are you trying to remake this into a slasher, into a PG-13 uh, horror movie? I understand you're trying to appeal to teenagers, get a wider audience, but it's like, it's fucking money. come on. It's fucking... money. It's a quick buck. Well, yeah, except that, <laughs> yeah, except that movie sucks. Oh, so... yeah, yeah, no, it was, I watched it today. I thought, I thought it would find some kind of interesting comparisons to this movie, but no, it was, the remake is a waste of my time. Just, just watch the original. No, this is actually pretty fun. Yeah, watch the original. In fact, both we were pleasantly surprised that both movies were actually quite enjoyable. Yeah, no, seriously, I was not expecting anything from the first one. This one was like, okay, it's a Jamie Lee Curtis slasher, so you know, it's uh, yeah, this is gonna be interesting. It's gonna be cool. Yeah, yeah and but yeah, I honestly, was, yeah, I, the I was, remake doesn't have Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Or the original, Leslie Nielsen. The original has Jamie Lee Curtis in it. I'm sorry, which movie are you gonna watch? Yeah, and Leslie Nielsen. Honestly, I, I'm I will say he's not much of a draw for me in this film. It's more of an interesting curiosity to see him doing one of his pre-airplane dramatic roles. Yeah, that that was me. I was thinking the same thing, but honestly, I think I was just a little bit more excited because I was like, oh my gosh, Leslie Nielsen playing a serious role. I because I grew up on all those Naked Gun movies, so I really I was like. I was like, where are they going to go with this with Leslie in this movie? Oh, absolutely nowhere, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, true. He plays He's... it just pretty much right down the center and uh, doesn't do anything interesting. So, yeah, actually, uh, yeah, he, don't get excited for him. <laughs> yeah, he, he's actually ends up not being a big. I thought he was going to end up being a killer, being the killer by the end of the movie. But I, it I actually, thought so too. Now it turns out it's uh, the, was it Jamie Lee Curtis's younger brother? Because the girl who died at the beginning was her sister, and he just couldn't get over it. Yeah, and so he killed all of her friends, which it kind of became apparent when he was killing everybody but Jamie Lee Curtis. He had yeah. several, the killer has several opportunities to kill Jamie Lee Curtis, but he doesn't take the opportunity. So it was like, it's yeah, the I was brother. just kind of figuring like, hey, wait, wait, which character haven't we seen for a while in this film? Like, oh, her younger brother. Yeah, it's him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not exactly huge mystery on this one you know but it's like okay yeah. you know you're, 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 i mean that's not why you're watching the movie yeah you're watching these movies to have a good time um i don't really know what else to say about these movies i mean there wasn't i haven't really gotten i couldn't find a lot of details about these movies controversial or even just side notes about the movies like no, i mean there it's... wasn't a lot of internet facts that i could dig up on this on either of these films tonight so. i mean i don't i don't know that there's 
I mean, at least for me, I, I can't think of anything particularly deep about many of these. But, you know, it's honestly, that being said, like, this is just good times. Yeah. Have, watch these movies. Have fun, you know. You know, get out, um, get out your beer, get out your soda or whatever, whatever you like to drink on. Get some popcorn and enjoy these movies. They're a good time. I mean, Watch these movies. I'm I recommend saying, both Home Sweet Home and Prom Night. I mean, I'm just saying, I was able to enjoy these while eating burritos and doing poppers. So you know, yeah. uh, it's just uh, you know, take your drug. Of, I mean, honestly, this is a sit back with your drug of choice and uh, yeah, have some fun time. Yeah, my drug of choice was too much caffeine, but... It's, too much it, caffeine, some vapes. <laughs> and some vaping. Yeah, some vaping <laughs> occurred. Some some really naughty nicotine going on. <laughs> I don't know why I just put on an accent there. I'm sorry. No, because naughty nicotine sounds great in a British accent. Uh, naughty nicotine. Naughty nicotine. Naughty nicotine. Okay, this is enough. This is enough. Uh, I have been Ashley McNasty. I'm Elmo415. This has been It's a Nasty World. Stay nasty.